Thomas and Friends Storytime Thomas and the Fairy God Engine A fairy tale story Starring Thomas the Tank Engine James, Gordon And the Fairy God Engine Based on the railway series by the Reverend W. Audrey Created by Britt Allcroft Read by Mark Morahan and Friends Today's story is about Thomas the Tank Engine A cheeky little blue steam engine With six small wheels, a short stumpy funnel, a short stumpy boiler and a short stumpy dome. He is the number one engine on Sir Topham Hatt's railway and has a whistle that sounds like this. So now you've met the hero of our story, let's begin our journey. All aboard for our big adventure. Thomas and the Fairy God Engine One bright sunny day, the Earl of Sodor made a big announcement. That evening, the Earl would be holding a special costume party at his castle in honour of King Godred, and there would be a grand parade with a prize for the best-dressed engine. A crown, just like the one King Godred wore. I'm going to go as a comic book hero with a mask and red cape said James, already planning what he was going to wear. Gordon was less enthusiastic. Dressing up? Oh, the indignity! Although, if I must, I suppose I could always pull out my shooting star costume. Rebecca told Thomas she hoped her fairy god engine would help her transform into a beautiful princess engine. Thomas chuckled to himself. (laughs) Fairy God Engine? What a silly idea! Sir Topham Hatt thought the ball was a wonderful idea, but reminded the engines they needed to finish their jobs first. The coal hoppers needed filling too. I can do that, sir, said Thomas, wanting to be really useful. And Thomas raced away. First he went to the Blue Mountain Quarry and filled the coal hopper there. Then he went to Brendam Docks. Ahoy there, me hearty! said Salty, the dockside diesel engine who worked there. You got time for a story? Um, actually, I... Thomas hesitated. He was running a bit late, but he knew how much Salty liked to tell his stories, and he didn't want to disappoint him. Uh, of course, Salty. You know how much I like your tall tales. And so Thomas stopped and listened. And listened. And listened. Until finally. And that was the end of the fearsome sea serpent. <laughs> Great story, Salty. Now I'd better get going. I've got coal hoppers to fill. It was getting late when Thomas arrived back at Tidmouth Sheds. He was covered with coal dust from funnel to footplate. And soon after, the engines were heading off excitedly to the ball. All except Thomas, who certainly couldn't go looking the way he did. Oh, cinders and ashes. I'll never go to the ball now. Suddenly, there was a puff of steam. Yes, you shall go to the ball. And standing before Thomas was a sparkly engine. (gasps) 
Who are you? I am your fairy god engine, and I have seen that in spite of your own wish to go to the ball, you have put the needs of other engines before your own. And because of that, you deserve to be rewarded. And so... <laughs> With a sprinkling of magic dust, the fairy god engine transformed Thomas into... A magnificent knight in shining armor engine. He had fluffy feathers on a necklace around his funnel. And his brass whistle was now two golden trumpets. Fairy God engines do exist. Now I can go to the ball after all. Yes, you can. But you must leave before midnight, for that is when the spell will wear off. Now go! <laughs> and with that, the fairy god engine vanished. And Thomas, the knight in shining armour, charged off to Ulfstead Castle. <laughs> Meanwhile, the ball was in full swing. Colourful flags hung from the castle walls, while balloons and fairy lights hung around the castle grounds. In the middle, the grand parade was already underway. The Earl, dressed as a sheriff, and Sir Topham Hatt, dressed as a clown, sat at the judges' table. Glyn, the coffeepot engine, introduced the contestants. And next up, let's give a big cheer for our very own engine of steel, the Rail Rocket. <laughs> James, in his red cape and mask, rolled forward heroically. Never fear, Rail Rocket is here! And finally, last but not least, we have the fastest locomotive in the universe. It's the one and only Shooting Star! <laughs> Gordon, dressed in his streamlined costume, rolled forward majestically. Whoosh! The Shooting Star is coming through! <laughs> Called Thomas as he raced into the castle grounds. And who might you be? Asked the Earl. I am, uh, I am Sir Tomalot, <laughs> the Brave. Thomas rolled forward in his gleaming silver outfit. A knight in shining armor? How magnificent! The engines gasped. Except for Gordon and James, who didn't like someone else having a better costume than them. Congratulations, everyone. What a parade that was. All that remains is for the panel of judges to compare our notes and announce the winner. See you all soon. Yeehaw! Engines flocked to Thomas, admiring his shiny silver suit of armor and beautiful feathers. Thomas, enjoying the attention, quite forgot the time. A little later, the Earl spoke out. Your attention, please! The judges have reached their final decision, and it gives me great pleasure to announce that the winner... The clock started to chime. Of the best-dressed engine at the King Godred Locomotive Ball... Thomas glanced up at the clock 
Oh no, it's almost midnight. The spell will wear off. Panicking, Thomas forced his way through the gathered crowds. Is, said the Earl. Set Tumble up the brave! Racing from the castle grounds, Thomas started to transform back into his old self. His two golden trumpets became his old whistle. His shiny silver armor faded away to reveal his dirty body underneath. And his feather necklace came loose and fell to the ground. The Earl, rushing after Thomas, found the necklace and saw that it was made in a special way to fit a funnel like no other. I shall search all of Sodor to find the engine with the funnel that fits this necklace so I may give him his special prize. The following morning, the Earl set out. Engines from all across the island lined up to try the feather necklace. But alas, none fitted. The Earl finally arrived at Tidmouth Sheds. It had to be one of these engines, he thought. James rolled forward, eager to try on the necklace. But no matter how much he tried to squeeze his funnel into it, the necklace wouldn't fit. Then Gordon rolled forward. But the Earl said he knew Gordon was the shooting star, so there was no point in trying. He turned to leave. When? My feathers! Called Thomas, appearing from behind the sheds. Your feathers? Your feathers? Quick, show me your funnel. The Earl jumped up onto Thomas's footplate and placed the necklace around Thomas's funnel. It fit perfectly. It fits. It fits. The necklace fits. You are Sir Tomalot the Brave. At your service, my lord. Then the Earl placed the King Godred crown on top of Thomas's boiler as his prize. Hooray! Hooray! And from that day on, everyone lived happily ever after. Except Gordon and James, who were a bit put out. The end. Listen out for other stories and fairy tales with Thomas and Friends Storytime. Parents, if you like what you heard, please leave us a review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tell your friends too. Thomas and Friends is a registered trademark of Ghislaine Thomas Limited.